The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. You're like, I know that voice. Sounds a little different, (laughs) but I'm loving it. Clayton Bellamy joining me in studio. You know, Clayton, welcome. Thank Hi. you for having me. It's so great to see you. Okay, I need to set this up just a little bit here, okay? All right, he, he, set it up. He, he grew up in Bonneville, then was down in Nashville for a while, back back here. But he's been all over the place. He worked right here in the building downstairs at, uh, at Kissin' Country with... Chelsea Bird, who's now doing our morning show. That's right, for two and a half years. For two and a half years. And all along, you were making and writing music, either on your own or as part of the hugely successful Road Hammers, which is, you know, still one of my favorites. Uh, Clayton has won many awards, including a Juno for Best Country Recording. He's a five-time Canadian Country Music Award winner, has been featured in, this is all on your Wikipedia page, you know okay, that, eh? Okay, it could be a lie. On Okay, well, here, on in People Magazine, Rolling Stone, magazine the new york times and uh you've been on stage with grand old opry is that all true it's been a it's been a hell of a <laughs> yeah, it's all true so over the past year or two you've taken some time and you've shaken up your sound a little bit moving away from some of those country roots uh to a blend of this rock gospel r&b sound this new venture of yours is clayton bellamy and the congregation hallelujah you're going to be Saving the pre- souls with rock and roll. <laughs> You're like the preacher man now. That's right. That's right. <laughs> what happened? And, and and not what happened in a bad way, but what was it that kind of pushed you this way? Why'd you take a break and decide, I want to focus on finding this sound? Uh, well, you know, I'm still with the Road Hammers and we're still busy doing that, yeah. but... Uh, you know, I was going through some uh, some personal things in the last in the last couple of years, uh-huh. uh, relationship wise, and uh, I think that kind of just drove me to a point where you know when you're getting out of a relationship uh-huh. where when you're just kind of shedding everything, you're everything's going, you're you what you know uh, you know is your maybe your family, my family unit was changing, my my whole life was changing, and I was looking at that and going well, and that same moment I was just wanted to change everything I did as an artist I just was not happy with where I was and and the and the music that I was making wasn't resonating with me and I knew that if it wasn't resonating with me it's not going to uh-huh. hit home with anybody who listens so I I really I read a quote by David Bowie who said that if you're not swimming in the deep end creatively where your toes can't quite touch you're not doing your best work it's not dangerous enough for pushing you pushing your limits you're not pushing your limits so i really dug deep i changed the way i wrote songs i changed who i wrote with and who i was who I was collaborating with and i basically cleaned the slate and started again and, and went what do i want to do and who do i want to be for the next 10 years so what does that what does that process look like i mean it's it's all fine and dandy to say that you want to do that what do you do do you go to um a, a commune somewhere do you do you go out into the forest and look at the sky do you do you, do you become one with nature how did how did you figure out what you wanted to be you suck for a long time. That's what you do, Jalen. <laughs> you just stink, no matter what you do. Uh, you know what I did? Well, I, I mean, because of what I was going through at the time, I, I was by myself. I was, yeah. I was in the desert, kind of emotionally, and and uh, I didn't, I didn't. Uh, 
have much to do but time. And I just really took stock of, I started back at the beginning and the records that really turned me on when I was young. And it was like Joe Cocker, Mad yeah. Dogs and Engl Englishmen. It was the Black Crows. It was Lenny Kravitz. It mm. was, um, you know, Sam and Dave records and, and all of these kind of old soul records. And I thought, that's what I want to do. I want to do this kind of mashup of things. And Ironically enough, the producer, Scott Baggett, who also produces the Roadhammers, he always calls me the preacher man. Mm. When, when we're out doing uh, Roadhammer shows and I get out in front of the audience, he says, well, you look, you look just like a preacher man out there. <laughs> and lo and behold, I said, well, we should call the band the congregation then if go. I'm going to be the preacher man. And, that's awesome. And that's kind of how it all came together. You had talked about uh, your uncle. I think it was your uncle who um, grew up with any, listening to all of these, this music that you loved. And you remembered that as, as a kid. And kind of recently that, that music all came back to you. It did. He he passed away a few years ago, about five years ago now, and uh, his album collection I inherited. Mm. So having that was, you know, another big inspiration of being able to, and I did. That's exactly how I went back and dug those records out and actually pulled them out on vinyl and and read the liner notes and just, you know, you know, sunk my teeth into that music again and and really, that's how I decided that that's the direction I wanted to go. But. It's easy to say I want to do that, but then when I tried to do it, like I said, I sucked at it. <laughs> so um, then then how do you learn not to suck doing it? Is it just practice, practice, keep working, keep working at it and playing with the sound? I, I wrote for uh, over two years for wow. this record, and yeah, uh, for the first year, a lot of the songs were not hitting the mark. I just kept coming up short. Uh, you know, my publisher in Nashville was f flying me all over the place. Uh, I, was in, I was in London and Copenhagen. I was in uh, Nice. Uh, writing uh, and that's what you were doing I was following you on Instagram I was like what where are you traveling all over the first time I actually really hit the mark was was when I was in Nice I went and wrote with uh, with um, Eric Clapton's producer oh wow and it was uh, I had two days and only two hours each day to write with Simon Climby it was very restrictive it wasn't like hey come on we're gonna just <laughs> okay but that's forced creativity how does that work it, it doesn't sometimes <laughs> and it didn't for the first two days uh basically the first day and a half we got nothing we wrote two songs and both of them stunk mm. and then we were kind of getting to that end of the second day and i'm feeling the pressure because my publisher's flown me out here to produce and i haven't he, we broke for tea because he's very English and he went and got started boiling water for tea and I just started playing this riff on the guitar and you immediately tea stopped and he came into the room and started playing That's piano it. and against it and uh, out came a song called One Thing Right and it was just it was the first cut on the record how, how different is Clayton Bellamy of the Roadhammers uh, compared to Clayton Bellamy uh, with Congregation uh, I, I think what it is is it's 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 that nugget of what I do with the road hammers, but stretched into a 90-minute mm. show. You know that energy of of being the preacher man for that moment or two in the in the in the road hammers and being that guy for it's almost like playing a character. I find in, yeah. this, in this band for for 90 minutes when I come out, it's you know it's, it's and, that and, and and that has played well for for some entertainers over the years, and it may not be for the whole show. And I'm going to go back way back. Um, Neil Diamond's Brother Loves Traveling Show, which he has ended his concerts. Uh, every concert for uh, years that is very much that that's brother loves and, and his traveling show and and to me, that is my all-time favorite neil diamond song but again when he, even at 75 years of age when he got on stage to perform that song 
he became that character and that that was always amazing to watch or, or listening to it live you know from you know back live at the greek or whatever it was i mean he became a character and it was just so magnificent to watch and listen to you just made the hair stand up on my on my arm when you said that because you hit the nail right on the head. That's exactly you know, or I mean, more extreme version of that, like Alice Cooper, yeah, or someone like that who becomes this character. When when I put on those bright colored suits and the big crazy hat and I walk out on stage, I'm not. I, I, to be honest, I didn't want to be Clayton Bellamy and the Congregation. That was a that was a label decision. Okay. It wasn't something. I just wanted to be the count Congregation. Um, but uh, so when I walk on stage with those outfits and that whole and the music playing and the the two drummers and the horns and the whole spectacle, I I feel like I'm even though my name is on there, I don't feel like Clayton Bellamy anymore. I feel like the preacher man. Clayton Bellamy joining me in studio. Uh, the new album is out, um, and the first. The first single is called The Resistors. Yes. Right? The first one. And uh, there's quite a story about this one, filming the video. Um, Clayton helped save a life in a Vegas casino as a part of this. Will you tell me that story when we come back? Absolutely. And the congregation. Album release party is tomorrow at Festival Place in Sherwood Park. Um, just shaking it up with the sound, and I'm loving it. That is the first single, Resistors, we were just talking about. Uh, the video for that, I'd asked you, um, you're, first off, you're, you're on a really hot motorcycle in that. Oh, <laughs> thank you. That's a Triumph Scrambler. I love that bike. Yeah, I thought it was a Triumph. looked great. Um, and you said you, you took a really, it was, it was a great video shoot. You had some great time kind of traveling down into that area. You played at a really cool place in, uh, at Joshua Tree that we were, we were chatting about as well. Pappy and Harry. It's, yeah. It's a legendary club. Paul McCartney's played there, you know, all kinds of people have played there. And then you went off to Vegas, and what happened? Well, <laughs> it was cold. It was January of last year. We were riding. We did a loop from, from L.A. to Joshua Tree down, try to get to Vegas, then through Death Valley, and then back up to L.A. And we stopped at a casino border town called yeah. Prim, right on the border of Nevada. And we went into this casino, and it was dead. There was just the three of us who had been riding and three friends, um, the, my videographer and, and the guy who, uh, Zach, who had the bikes. And we're sitting in this restaurant, 11 o'clock at night. There's only one other guy in there. <laughs> and we're, we're eating our steaks and we were talking about um, copyright on names. Mm -hmm. And the, it, we're talking about how we couldn't say the word Zamboni in a song. The Roadhammers had, had gotten in trouble for that oh. because that name is copywritten and you have to say... Zamboni ice resurfacing machine. Oh, jeepers, okay. And, and long story short, <laughs> okay. as as, he, as I say this, uh, my buddy Zach says, well, that's the same as the Heimlich maneuver. You can't say that anymore. You have to say the J-hook because that's a guy's name, Heimlich. <sighs> and right after he says it, he goes, sir, are you choking? And I'm looking at him like, dude, I'm right here. And no, I'm not choking. And then he yells again, and we all turn around, and there's this lonely dude in the back all by himself, like clutching his neck, right after we had said Heimlich Maneuver, and he was blue, 
as blue as these mic microphones yeah. and just kind of seesawing back and forth grabbing his neck so we went running over there and he was a, a great big gentleman I could yeah. barely get my arms around him and I started heaving on him he was coming right off the ground and <laughs> my, my buddies are yelling at me hit him again hit him again and I'm like I'm trying and I've never done this on a real human being before so we ended up he he you know, outflew this half a steak. I don't. Oh. It didn't even look like he chewed it. He just tried to swallow half a steak, and it went flying out. And and he, you know, just went on on his with way. His day and we just kind of went, wow, that was crazy. And went, sat back down, finished our meals, and someone and pour me a drink. It was when we we didn't dawn on us till we got back to the hotel. We went, did we just save someone's <laughs> life? Like that is insane. Ah, oh, that's a, a great story. <laughs> that is an awesome story. And just you know, there's always you know those little things that happen along the way uh, the congregation who is making up the congregation the, the uh, musicians it's who a, are it's they a, it's a bunch of people from from uh you know my years of playing in music yeah. corbett fraz who's the drummer yeah. used to play in the road hammers there's there's uh different people from calgary from toronto from and there's always a rotating cast which i love Fun. that's that's part of the whole idea of this is that there's people sitting in we've had uh, gordy johnson from big sugar sit oh, in you know yeah. sean furrow from widemouth mason you know um endorsing the band you know yeah. lots lots of people coming in and out and that's what i wanted it to be an exciting thing but if you show up to see the congregation you never know who's going to be there or what's going to happen uh this text came in it says jay i was one of clayton's teachers when he was in grade eight nine. Oh no he's always been an excellent example of what a rural alberta boy with focus can achieve congrats to clayton and the congregation so i'm not sure who that teacher is but uh you're you're, you're making I'm, I'm racking my brain now i'm on the spot but i probably have to apologize to, to him or her at some point for, for, for my behavior in class. <laughs> Actually, oh. I'm getting payback because I've got a son who's he's in grade nine now. Uh, <laughs> the show tomorrow night, can anyone show up for it? Get tickets, what's going on there? Absolutely, tickets on Ticketmaster or if you call Festival Place directly, I think mm. it might be cheaper. Uh, and uh, there's still a few available. Yeah. So what can people expect when you, you talk about, you know, becoming this character, this this personality, and, and you've, heard, you've heard the songs and, you know, there's, there's there's, there's horns, there's guitars, you name it, the sound is, is phenomenal. Big, huge energetic that's it yeah that's it yeah two because there's i mean there's two drummers on stage and there's there's 11 10 or 11 people that that are all playing this music and it just coming off on a, like a wall of sound it's really exciting and and the biggest thing is it's very interactive you know the the whole idea of a congregation yeah. is a gathering of yeah. people of like-minded individuals and that's that's what this is everyone sharing in a in a moment in, in making music and uh, enjoying themselves clayton so great to catch up with you again it's been way too long Best Best of luck with the congregation. Can't wait. Love the album. We're going to head out here with another tune. Awesome. Well, thanks All so right. much for having me. Love the show. Thank you.